Welcome to Unsupervised Learning, a security, AI, and meaning-focused podcast that looks at how best to thrive as humans in a post-AI world. It combines original ideas, analysis, and mental models to bring not just the news, but why it matters and how to respond. All right, let's get into this week's news. So this is episode 399, starting off with uh, my work. All right, so this is pretty cool. Um, I wrote this new tool, which is my favorite tool I've written so far in AI. It's called Extract Wisdom, or E-X-T-W-I-S. And it lets me automatically extract wisdom from anything that I would have taken notes from manually. So a good example is like Lex Fridman podcast. So if we go over here to Fridman podcast, and we just click on any one of these. All right, cool. So what's this guy? James Sexton, divorce lawyer on marriage relationships, sex, lies, and love. Okay, whatever. Let's take that one. We have been encouraged culturally to criticize people we're in long-term relationships with. Not new All right, so let's say I'm super interested in this one. So what I do is I come up here, I copy this um, piece of text right there, and I'm gonna switch over to my command line, and I'm gonna go to this right here. The TR commands are a little bit of a mess, but what I'm using is this YouTube transcript API. And I'm going to paste in that command right there. And if I get rid of all of this, and I don't use xtwiz yet, let me show you what it does. Look at that. It just gave me the full transcript of that video. And that's not my tool. That's this tool, um, YouTube API Extractor, uh, basically is the name of the tool. YouTube Transcript API. All right, so now I'm going to take that and pipe it into extwis which is short for Extract Wisdom. And actually, I have a shorter version, which is EW. All right. <clears throat> so imagine that I had listened to this entire video. I see no reason, therefore, to All believe in any All right, so let's take this God. example. This is uh, Brian Green That's is quite, on the show. Uh, a depressing statement. So As we're going to take this, this is a bleak outlook on our universe video ID. and the emergence of human consciousness. So let me ask. I'm going to pause him. And we're going to come over here, and we're going to change this command to come get this video ID, which I just put in the clipboard. And if I send that just again, once again, I'm going to send this. And this is just the transcript, right? So got the transcript there. It's got everything there. And then now we're going to send that into the command that I wrote called extwis, so extract wisdom. And I already have a sh short, shorter version of that, which is called ew, uh, extract wisdom. All right, so no what this is doing is it's emulating exactly what I would have done if I had gone and taken explicit notes for this thing. Like if I watched the whole thing at regular speed and I paused it every once in a while to extract all the cool stuff out of it, right? Because big problem I have is I'm watching a thing and I wish I could write a thing down because I'm like running or I'm walking or I'm exercising or I'm driving and I, I can't take notes, but I'm just having a great time. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Oh, I love that quote or whatever. So 
what I wanted to do was find a way to make AI do that for me. And that's what I've created. So this thing comes back. You're going to see it come back. It takes a little while because I've asked a lot of it. And if you look at the um, content here, okay, entropy, consciousness, quantum gravity, string theory, time, free will, emergency, and complexity. These are all topics I absolutely love. I've not actually listened to this video yet. By the way, it's an hour 45 minutes. So that's a lot of time I would have spent on trying to do manual notes, right? So I switch back over. And this should be coming back soon. All right, so this has now come back. So check this out. I put in the sections that I would want to get out of a thing. So the first thing I want to get out of a thing is what are the cool ideas? Well, actually, first is the summary. So I got a summary here. It says, who's doing what? What are they talking about? Cool. Ideas. The universe has a bleak outlook due to the second law of thermodynamics. It's talking about heat death, basically. Um, despite this, blah, 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 meaning of life is not a universal answer. Universe doesn't care. So it's breaking down all the coolest stuff. I, I put a whole bunch of effort into, like, really capturing this. Exactly what I would have written down if I had taken the notes myself, right? So... It's pulling all those unique, interesting wisdom ideas out of this thing. The, the, the wisdom, the je ne sais quoi, the content of this video. And it's putting them all into this section um, called ideas, right? So really powerful. I mean, this would be cool if it only had that. But look what else it's got. It's got the coolest quotes also. This is why it took so long to run. That thing took like 30 seconds to run. Uh, pretty expensive, actually, because I'm using GPT-4. But anyway, now I've got all the quotes. And the quotes and the ideas are, are somewhat related, as you, as you might imagine, because it's distracting the ideas from the quotes. So you've got all these quotes in here now. And those you can decide if you want to actually go and listen to the video or if you it's basically just additional content, it's additional ideas that are, wasn't in the ideas section. But it's just another way to get cool wisdom. Then it's got a facts section. This pulls out all the facts that were mentioned, which you might not have known about, that he just casually mentions during the video. Then I've got a resources one. So anytime like Lex and the guy, uh, in this case, Brian Green, are talking and they're like, oh, because of this book, oh, I read this growing up, oh, I learned about this from that. When he mentions something like a book or a podcast or a paper or something like that, it'll be in this section. Prior work. So, The Elegant Universe by Brian Greene. So, it's talking about his previous work. It also talks about other people's uh, prior work, right? So, this one's by Ernest Becker. That's not by Brian Greene. So, things that are related to this, but previously. So, it's additional stuff you can go and read. Finally, it has recommendations. So, consider the possibility that consciousness might be more than just a byproduct of mindless particles. So, if this was like a tutorial, like I could do this for a, for a hacker talk. Right. And it'll actually give me the content. It'll give me the tools. It'll give me like, oh, change this on Monday, change this config setting or do whatever. Use this hacker tool instead of that tool. So it'll be more tangible. In the case of this, because it's talking about philosophy, it's giving you different recommendations for how to think about things. It's completely insane. So all this work, this would have taken, even just the amount of text, this would have taken me like an hour over an hour 
to write, just to write. That's not counting listening to the video, right? So now I have all these sections, ideas, quotes, facts, resources, prior work, and recommendations, all from a video, all in about 30 seconds. So now all these different videos, look, look at this. You got Lex's show. You got all these videos that I wish I could watch, but I don't have the time. And even if I did have the time, I wouldn't get to remember all the content because it takes too long to write down. I don't have that much time to take all those notes. And now I can do it automatically with this tool I created called XTwiz. So really excited about that. This is over on uh, the site. Actually, here's another example of the output. And um, yeah, this is a member post. So you've, you've got to uh, get access or if you're already a member, then um, you just click through and you get access. Next one here is why I love reading biographies. And uh, it's because I feel like I get a lot more wisdom from uh, reading a biography than I do from a regular site. I, I feel like I get wisdom from any reading, but from a biography, you're seeing somebody fail and succeed and fail and succeed. And what I really like about it is that it reminds you, because you, you see this person go through so much suffering and pain throughout the course of their career, right? You see them really, really struggling with hard times, like they're completely rejected, um, their spouse leaves them, they have hard times with their family, they lose all their money, what, whatever, they're massively disrespected in their environment. But we're reading a biography about them, which means they probably didn't just go to bed and like knock it out of bed and they just gave up. They probably continued on. And it's a reminder that when you feel as bad as somebody felt at that portion of the book, and maybe it happened to them multiple times, a lot of the biographies, they succeed, they fail. They fail multiple times. They fail like 10 times in a row. But guess what? They try it the 11th time. So what it reminds me is when you feel really bad about where you are, you feel stuck. Remember that great people have also been there. And they might have even been in worse places, but they continued on. And that, that's why I like biographies. And the reason I'm thinking about this because I just finished the Elon biography, which, by the way, wasn't nearly as positive towards Elon as a lot of people are saying. They're saying access to journalism basically made it so that he got like a fluff deal and, you know, it was all positive just because he had access to Elon who's, a, you know, the most, uh, the richest person in the world. So you, you try to be nice so that he'll still be your friend or whatever. But I came away with a fairly negative view of Elon. So I feel like he was pretty fair. Like he also talked about the positives, but he definitely talked about the negatives. All right, security news. So I feel like Vegas is about to be paying a whole lot more attention to cybersecurity as a result of these, uh, these hacks of these casinos. So two different places got hit. And um, I think they're about to reconsider like the money their security departments were asking for. And they're like, oh no, we don't need to spend money on that. Oh, we don't need to spend money on that. But when you go down for like, what is it now? Been over a week um, or, or something like a week and they're losing like a million dollars a day. Um, or is it way more than that? It might be way more than that. It, they just don't, still don't have all the numbers. But um they're losing tons of money, like per hour, let alone per day. And uh, yeah, so they got hit. One of them was at least a social engineering attack. It looks like their ESX infrastructure might have been completely compromised um, and encrypted, which means they can't use it. 
which I, I've seen that technique used other places. And it looks like uh, maybe this uh, scattered spider group might be responsible and got a bunch of write-ups here in the newsletter for uh, additional information. The uh, Pentagon came up with their new uh, cyber strategy for 2023 and um, just got published this week. It's basically a key focus on the cyber capabilities of allies and partners. So they're trying to help not just themselves, but all the people that they depend on, basically the larger ecosystem. And uh, that's the main thrust there. Got vulnerabilities in uh, basically all the big tech companies, Microsoft, Adobe, Google Chrome, and Apple. They all had pretty big ones. This one is uh, right up from Krebs. Got an issue with Kubernetes, big upgrade from SAP. Uh, the worst vulnerability being a 9.9 .9 on the Richter scale. Got a Firefox issue, uh, Chrome and Adobe, as we mentioned. Lazarus uh, broke in and took $41 million in crypto from uh, stake.com. The cyber crime group uh, Bian Lian, Bian Lan, not sure how to pronounce that, claims to have infiltrated the IT systems of saving the children and stolen like seven terabytes of data. That's not going to be pretty. Now I'm going to get even more spam from Save the Children. I gave money to them, and they gave my address to everyone. Yeah, it's a really bad feeling when you try to do something nice and you get punished for it. Yeah, they will spam the crap out of you. Um, but really, you shouldn't be turned off. You should still give money, right? All right, so the founder of, uh, or co-founder, of Ethereum, Vitalik uh, Buterin. His uh, Twitter account got hacked, and he uh, basically whoever hacked his account, which he says was from SMS um, or from SIM card swapping, he says that they put out that scam, and the scam, it looks like uh, people lost like 700 grand from the scam as a result of his uh, SIM swap attack uh, being successful. Yeah, and so next one here, auto GPT vulnerabilities. So we've been saying for months that uh, the most dangerous thing about AI is actually having agents that are able to go and just do things. And one of the things that they do is they just go and crawl content and bring it in uh, for analysis later. But what if you're crawling content and the content you're crawling is actually code and it actually gets parsed by, by the AI agent or some downstream process? And um, I actually have in my uh, robots.txt, I think I took it out recently, but I actually have code in my robots.txt that that um, includes code, right, to run a uname and actually send me the results. And I actually have got some hits on that thing. So somebody is out there parsing uh, content and actually running arbitrary code that's found inside of it. And this is one of the worst things that's going to happen from AI. Um, the other really bad thing is just connecting it directly to APIs that are really powerful, like send this email, pull this customer data, uh, move data from here to there, delete this data, add data, that type of thing. Um, basically, if your AI has access to APIs that are too powerful, and then prompt injection could be used to attack the AI agent that has access to those APIs, it's a, it's a bad scene. Yeah, using your own domain for email can be super risky if you're unable to renew it and someone else snags it up because now all your password resets are going to that uh, email address, right? 
So you want to make sure if you're using your domain for email, you better not let that thing expire. And you better hope if someone, if it does expire and someone gets it, it's not someone malicious because that would be bad. And Retool, cloud-based software company, uh, fell victim to spear phishing. And uh, yeah, unauthorized access to 27 of their cloud customers' accounts. And it bypassed MFA. They're saying it bypassed MFA because of a feature in Google Authenticator that allows you to sync uh, codes. So really interesting. Uh, Chinese hacker group Redfly uh, linked to APT41 evidently. Uh, got into a Asian country's power grid, and uh, this continues to happen. China is just kind of hacking everyone. Got a consulting thing. Uh, don't really need to talk about that. Uh, basically, basically, I'm doing security assessments. Um, I'm gonna op opening up a few slots if anyone needs that. Um, Iranian-backed threat group known as APT33 has been launching password spray attacks against thousands of different groups since February of this year. And they're especially going after satellite defense and pharmaceutical. SSH tunnels are kind of a thing. Um, can also create blind spots because uh, they're basically these encrypted tunnels that go out. So you definitely need to... Uh, figure out how to manage those so you don't have malicious traffic going down them. And this article basically talks about getting uh, visibility to that kind of thing. Uh, China's been flexing its military might all over the place, uh, especially in the Western Pacific with, um, yeah, aircraft carriers, carriers, aircraft carriers, naval ships, warplanes. Uh, they seem to be simulating an attack on Taiwan which everyone knows they're thinking about. Everyone knows that they know we're thinking about them thinking about it. Like, it's just pretty obvious at this point. But um, I I really hope this government just, like, either nerfs itself, gets a lot more civilized, or crumbles, and that the people can, like, have more visibility. I'm very pro-Chinese people. I'm very anti-Chinese government, especially right now. Technology news, um, AI chatbots are now scoring higher on a whole bunch of human creativity tasks. Um, so OpenAI's GPT, GPT-4, copy.ai, and they are beating humans at coming up with creative uses for common objects. And this is one way that we've been measuring how creative a, a human is, right? You game people against each other to come up with like, how many different ways are there to use this pen? Like, what all can you do with this pen? Even if it can't write, right? Can you use it to brace something? Can you use it to hold something up? Can you use that as a weapon? You'd have to be pretty skilled for that, but that type of thing. Well, now they're gaming AI against humans, and AI is winning. And that reminds me of this uh, tweet I put out last week. AI is not competing with Einstein and Tolstoy and House. AI is competing with the task not being done at all in the first place. Uh, the task being done poorly, it being done inconsistently, uh, too slow, or costing too much. In other words, most things, right? Most things are one of those five things. And that's what AI is competing with. It's competing with this lower bar of us doing a shitty job or no job at all on things. And that's where AI is just going to absolutely take over. 
And once it's really good at all those things, then it's going to start competing with Einstein and Tolstoy and House. Artificial intelligence is being touted as a game changer in scientific discovery because this is really exciting. And I talked about this before, basically saying I think this is going to take off um, and cause like this massive increase in creativity because you can tell it to go and look for new molecules. You can tell it to go and try new business ideas. If you give it the proper framework, you can have it trying lots of experiments for us and actually doing science, right? Um, now, what it can't do is it can't like, okay, move the beakers and everything because we don't have robotics, but we're going to have robotics before too long. And you combine the AI with robotics to actually physically do the things. Okay, pour out the beakers. Okay, put in the formulas. Okay, combine them uh, this amount. Okay, refrigerate them. Okay, now do the testing. See if the thing grew or not. Imagine doing that at scale, but also using the AI to come up with the ideas in the first place. Like, what would be some cool experiments to find new drugs? And it's like, okay, I come up with 256 ideas. Okay, let's mate those together. Let's try the different ones. And now you have this giant warehouse of robots that are over there trying all these different experiments. So you would still have to uh, supply the resources and stuff, but it allows you to experiment at a very large scale, not even having to come up with the ideas themselves. It can come up with the ideas and it can test the ideas and it can simply report back to you which ones were successful. So you think about medicine, you think about physics, you think about astronomy, you think about materials engineering, like all these different things where you could just have science scalable. It's going to be completely insane. DHS has released new guidelines on AI use, promising not to collect or disseminate data used in AI activities. Good to know. And uh, just as we predicted back in March, I mean, that was ancient history, March of this year. Um, but Goldman Sachs, why do I always say is Sachs? It's not, yeah, Goldman Sachs is also predicting a major tech boom on the horizon. Um, they're saying that they believe tech stocks are not as stretched as in previous periods. And the companies have unusually strong bank balance sheets and returns on investment. So, uh, yeah, I, I think AI is about to massively accelerate the West, especially the U.S., Salesforce CEO Mark Benioff has revealed that he is not going into the office. He said, I am a remote worker and don't try to make me not a remote worker. Meanwhile, he's still forcing all his people to come in. <laughs> he's saying they can't work from home. They have to return to office. Uh, not a good look. Generative AI will dom dominate 50% of game development in five to 10 years, according to Bain Capital. Lyft has a new feature called Women Plus Connect that allows women and non-binary drivers to prioritize matches with women and non-binary riders. And I hope Uber gets this because that's the app I use. And uh, TikTok has now launched its uh, in-app shopping feature, which is called TikTok Shop. And I've already bought tons of stuff, actually, probably five different things on here. And no, I'm not worried about China stealing my data because... What I do to save a lot of time is I just bundle up all my private information and my PII and everything, and I just bundle that up into a zip file, and I send it directly to the CCP every year just to 
save you know time and efficiency. Um, that way, they don't have to hack anything. They don't have to steal anything. They just receive my bundle every year. Uh, human news. So um, it looks like COVID made us love our homes too much because people are spending way less time hanging out with buddies after work. They're just kind of going home and watching Netflix, I assume. Um, yeah, opioid epidemic, really bad. Um, they're calling this the fourth wave. Not sure exactly why. I imagine there were three previous ones. That would make sense. But uh, 2021, drug overdoses killed 100,000 people in the U.S. That is insane. 66%, two-thirds of the deaths linked to fentanyl. That is absolutely insane. Over 5,000 people have died in Libya's flooding, and thousands are still missing. And people are not talking about this that much. I mean, 5,000 people dead, it's probably going to be more like 10,000 people dead at the end. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're not talking about it. It's, it's crazy how some parts of the world just have no visibility relative to uh, global media. New study by AHA shows that doctors might not be looking at blood pressure correctly because they're only looking, you know, you're supposed to sit, you, uh, feet on the floor, and... Um, you know, your arm, your arm is supposed to be at the height of your heart or whatever. But they're saying you need to test when you're lying down as well. And, uh, yeah, interesting. Most Americans think there should be a maximum age limit for elected officials. I am definitely one of those people. And uh, people are saying it should be around 70. I think that's right. A lot of variants, though. A lot of people who are 70 are super sharp. A lot of people who are 70 are like gone, have been gone for 10 years. Pretty hard to say. COVID patients exhale up to a thousand copies of the virus per minute during the first eight days of symptoms, according to a new study. Yeah. And CDC is recommending more people get the latest COVID booster. Um, tons of my friends are not getting this for lots of different reasons, but I am definitely getting it. And here's why. I'm not trying to avoid COVID. I'm trying to avoid long-term negative effects from COVID, right? Uh, th this is why I wear a mask, right? So I'm not looking for something that stops COVID because vaccines don't do that. Uh, no, nothing does that. And masks don't either, right? So what I'm looking for is to reduce the likelihood that I'm going to get really sick and reduce the impact when I do get sick, right? Uh, and it does seem like vaccines give you myocarditis. I feel like I got it actually from a vaccine, uh, the, the very first one, and pr probably each subsequent one as well, because I've probably done three or four at this point. But um, yeah, I had like this strong beating in my heart. It was beating um, harder and faster. And I was like, what is going on? It was kind of freaking me out. But it is heart inflammation is what it is. But guess what gives you heart inflammation way worse? COVID does. COVID gives you myocarditis way worse than vaccines. And I, I would rather get a minor version of it from a vaccine than get it from COVID. So very simple. Plus, there's pretty good data that shows that uh, groups or regions that vaccinated actually had way better health outcomes. 
So uh, uh, there's lots of different things triangulating on the same sort of thing, which is uh, get, get the vexing. I'm probably going to wait a couple weeks just to make sure there's nothing crazy with it, but uh, yeah, probably going to do it. Ideas and analysis. All right. I already talked about this one, actually. don't need to talk about this. Um, notes. So my buddy Mark, Mike Privet shares a phenomenal list of 25 things he's learned in nearly 20 years of InfoSec. I'm going to open this one up and just show it to you. Really cool list. Um, yeah, love this one. So check it out. So... Yeah, your cyber budget is a better mirror of your company's risk tolerance than any compliance checklist. Um, cybersecurity is 10% tech and 90% diplomacy. Cybersecurity degrees aren't dead, they're just evolving, like the hiring managers. A cert without experience is like a knife without an edge. That's a really good one. Anyway, he's got 25 of these, and uh, his newsletter is really good as well. You should check it out. And um, I'm looking for a search bot for the entire website, for danielmiesler.com, and for Unsupervised Learning, the newsletter. If you know of anyone building one, uh, they would just be using one of these tools, of course. But if you know of, like, the best tool out there, I've got, like, 2,900 posts. So, I mean, this goes all the way back to 1999. So it's going to be quite a bit of content in that vector database. But I want to get all my newsletters in there, all the blog articles and have a bot that I can point to from the site, and uh, you could do better searches. And actually have some conversations with the content as opposed to just finding the article. Discovery, Instagraph. So this thing is insane. So I'm going to open this one up as well. So this thing, you feed it content, and this is what it does. Uh, look, look at this thing. Kind of hard to see. But you type in something, okay, how transformer model architecture works. Look at this, input embedding, encoding layer, and it's pointing to the relationship between these different things. And it's, it's just insane. And you can, you can either paste in text or you can paste in a URL. And it will just go and grab that thing. Like this one is really cool. Look at this. Capital flow through U.S. healthcare industry. So it's got private equity pointing to uh, health insurance companies, and you see the relationships between them all from the content of the article. Or actually, this one is just text that you entered in. Really, really cool. Uh, Einstein Copilot. This is an absolutely insane demo. You go check it out on Twitter. It's basically like SPQA, if you know my uh, architecture for AI software. It's like that for sales. Uh, Totally insane. Okay, this one, stable audio. This is really cool. So you know how you, it's it's hard to use music on videos and stuff like that because uh, you'll get banned or demonetized because it's copyrighted content. Well, so what this does, I've actually got it open here. Yeah, so I said, okay, I want minimal EDM, a hint of danger, uh, and also techno. And boom, come over here. And this thing is playing. So this is the type of thing I could just grab and put into the um, a background track for like an ad or something like that. And I believe it is okay to use for that purpose. Um, I believe that's kind of the whole point of it. 
Okay, gamma.app. This one is completely insane. So you put in an idea for a presentation or a paper or whatever. I'm most impressed with the actual presentation part. So you give it an idea of the presentation, or you can give it the content itself, like all the bullet points, and it will go and create you a presentation. And look, look at this screenshot that, that I made. Okay, it wrote this. It wrote this in like 10 seconds. I mean, look at this. Ethical considerations, limitations of AI. And I didn't even feed it any content. It came up with that. Challenges and limitations. But look at the theme. The fonts are cool. Like It's really powerful. And, and then, by the way, you can export it out to like Google Drive or wherever you want to go. Um, PowerPoint, uh, Keynote, and then you just have uh, the, the actual presentation. You can download it <clears throat> and edit it from there. Mac lookup, you basically look up uh, Mac address prefixes and figure out like who made that particular piece of hardware. Character.ai is catching up to ChatGPT and mobile usage. It lets you create AI characters. All right, DEF CON 31 videos are available. New prompting technique called Chain of Destiny. Uh, 5G speeds are supposed to be up to 25% faster on the iPhone 15. And I will be camping for the iPhone 15s just like I have for all previous iPhones since 2007. I will keep that trend alive. Top engineer secrets, diamond prices are falling massively, like, like 40% in a lot of markets. A $2.70 wine got a gold medal because someone came in and switched the labels and the, <laughs> the judges thought it was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then they switched the labels back and it's like, yeah, you guys are frauds. Um, this, this bottle of wine costs less than $3. I'm sure they were quite embarrassed. Black Magic, which is like a high-end uh, photography thing, releases an iPhone app. How much garden would you need to survive on? Uh, I'm curious. I already know I don't have enough. Managing your family data warehouse. Oh, this A-Pod shot. Look at this thing. Very cool. A fireball going through the Aurora Borealis. Oh, I didn't know it did that. That's pretty cool. Um, Webb has a picture of a new star that looks just like a young version of our sun. Why are women still changing their last names? That's a great point. Like, feminism has come a long way in the last 20 years. Why are we still doing white dresses and changing our last names? Kind of curious about that. Uh, WTF happened in 1971. Like a whole bunch of crazy stuff happened starting exactly that moment. And a lot of people are wondering why. Pretty good right up here. A look at Apple's new text predictor. Victor Frankel argues that idealists are the new realists. This is a really cool YouTube video you want to check out. And the two health bar theory of burnout. And the recommendation of the week is a Victor Frankel book, which... Uh, I'm just about done with. It's called Will to Meaning. I read it right after A Man's Search for a Meaning. By the way, if I had run Man's Search for a Meaning through Extract Wisdom, it would have shown me the Will to Meaning book. That's one of the reasons I wrote it. Um, but yeah, absolutely love this book. It's like a, it's basically a methodology for pursuing meaning in your life. And, and it's a belief that the lack of meaning in one's life is a big cause for all these modern problems. And he wrote this in like, I don't know, was it like the 20s or the 40s? Meaning 
almost 100 years ago. Is that right? 1920, 1940? Holy crap. Almost 100 years ago, he wrote this. Can you imagine? He, he thinks they had meaning problems back then. You imagine what he would think if he saw us today? Um, he talks about the existential vacuum. Absolutely insane. You, you've got to read this book. It's a, it's a really short book as well. And the aphorism, for the week, life is never made unbearable by circumstances, but only by lack of meaning and purpose. We'll see you next week. Unsupervised Learning is produced and edited by Daniel Meisler on a Neumann U87 AI microphone using Hindenburg. Intro and outro music is by Zombie with a Y. And to get the text and links from this episode, sign up for the newsletter version of the show at danielmeisler.com slash newsletter. We'll see you next time. Thank you.